Howdy there. What is happening? I sent you a video. I'm pretty sure it's by John Stewart, and it had to do with... Oh, Jeff Bezos and the space rocket looking like a dick. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist. Welcome to episode 57. If you're listening to this with someone new, let me introduce myself. Hello, I am Alvin Chia. Nice to meet you. Yeah, this is our 17 minutes podcast. This one is just for you, so we're glad you're here with us. Now, all you got to do is lay back, kick off your shoes, and enjoy the next 17 minutes with my old friends, LaFool and A. I thought that the John Stewart thing was less funny than I would expect John Stewart to be. Sort of a rehash of what everybody's already decided is the problem with Jeff Bezos is that he made a rocket that looked like a dick and rode it like a dick into space because he's a dick. And then he said some dicky shit about, you know, thanking the Amazon employees and all of us who have basically sent a dick into space on a rocket that looks like a dick. I think it's all fine and well to make fun of it. It avoids the issue of what does it take to build a rocket that goes into space, what considerations go into the configuration of that rocket, and why would you choose a mushroom-shaped capsule as opposed to some of the more sleek designs that we see in the capsules on Falcon, or in a completely different configuration, the Virgin rocket that went up and actually sort of launched from midair into quote-unquote outer space and then you can come back through the atmosphere without dropping like a rock and having to deploy a parachute, which just seems to me to be a terrifying thing to have to do. But that's how most of us get back to Earth. The Virgin model came back in and landed mm-hmm. like you would land a plane, which I think is really cool. So I don't have a problem with the shape of the spaceship. Obviously, Americans are still puritanical and struggle to accept things that look like genitalia. I don't suppose that will ever change. So I'm glad we all had a laugh. I'm sorry we missed the opportunity to look at why that particular shape would have been used. Perhaps gave more room in the capsule so that more people could travel in the capsule. Who knows? But the lack of interest in science and why things happen is telling for our current state here in the United States. Consider this. Back when they did the Apollo missions, NASA's budget was 4.5% of the entire U.S. budget back then. It's now 0.05% of the budget. NASA, during the Apollo mission, employed over 400,000 people and involved 20,000 industrial corporations as well as educational institutions. Like, it was a thing. And back then, everyone knew about space and knew why we were doing this and that and the other thing. It makes me sad that we're not there anymore and that all we can focus on is making fun of an endeavor that tries to resume something that we left behind 50 years ago now. I think that Jeff Bezos' applaud toward phallicism is excellent example of the problem with this country where you have billionaires who have become so far up the pyramid of Maslow's hierarchy of needs that they can worry about, you know, putting their dick into space 
And that's really what the joke is. This is a big dick contest who can get their phallus into space between Bezos, Elon Musk. Musk isn't even part of this. He's been demonstrating that he can put a rocket that doesn't look like a dick into space um, for many years now. Sir Richard Branson, the other guy's name? Richard Branson, yes. I mean, what makes the joke funny is that there's a little bit of truth to it. Well, who's telling the joke? Bezos isn't telling the joke. Branson isn't telling the joke. Musk isn't telling that particular joke. Musk likes to tell other jokes. It's the American public telling a joke. The joke is on them. We could have had people on the moon and Mars probably in the 90s, if not before the turn of the century, if we had continued the space program, if the trajectory that had been started in the 60s was continued. But we sort of gave up and we didn't care. And somehow we felt that we had bested Russia in some way and we got on to other things. And now private individuals are taking on what NASA could have done. There's some Roots Reggae songs that talk about this. You can put a man in space, but you can't even feed your own people. What good does it do if we put a man on the moon, yet people are starving and dying down here every day in our own country? Would you please tell me the percentage of funding that goes into the U.S. government budget for the military? As far as that goes, I think we should cut our military budget in half because we have money to start all these wars, but we're still not even taking care of our own. Herbert Hoover back in the 20s goes over to Russia, gives them billions of dollars to feed their people. Yeah, it comes back here and doesn't want to take care of Americans, especially, you know, the poor. Right. This is anything new. This has been a problem with the U.S. for a long time. We don't care about America. The make America first was make white America first. It wasn't looking about for everybody. This is another form of elitism. Bezos is talking about we're destroying our planet. And that all the resources that we need to survive can be found in our space. We can move people off planet into the space stations where he sees a trillion people in space to preserve the human race. Right. Again, this is the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. People at, at Amazon, they're struggling just to keep food on their plate. I know. They're on welfare. They're not thinking about going to the moon or visiting other planets or what's in the middle of a black hole. The black hole is in the middle of their kids' stomachs. Yeah. Bezos could have taken this entire project, turned it around, cut his salary, cut the salaries of top officers, and given that money to his employees. But he didn't, and capitalism allows him to do that. You can be mad at him for not being an altruistic dick, but it doesn't mean that he has to do what you want him to do. It doesn't mean that he owes this country anything. There's no structure here of, well, if you're a citizen, you owe the country X. We continue to create lovely loopholes for the wealthy and continue to keep our tax rate low because we don't want to be socialists or whatever the thinking there is. I understand wanting to be mad at someone like that, but he has independent wealth. He can do whatever the hell he wants with it. He's wanted to go to space. He's made that happen. Same with Musk. Musk looked at the situation and says, we've got to get off this earth. You can't expect them to then turn around and like pay into the welfare system. We shouldn't expect them to pay their taxes. They do pay their taxes. No, they don't. They do. They pay it according to the law. Your problem is not with whether or not they're paying their taxes. Your problem is whether or not the system is designed to make it so they don't have to pay. Fix the system and they would pay their taxes. First off, I never said that I was mad at Bezos. Number one. Number two, he does owe this country. 
He 100% owes this country. If the country united and says, we're going to stop using Amazon, how long do you think Amazon would last? If they even did it for a month, Amazon would go under. We're too stupid to do that. He's created a system that is like, here you go. I'm going to make it as easy as possible for you. And we're too stupid to work harder to get our goods. You're trying to blame the people and the system, but it's not. What it's about is corruption. He spends all of his money hiring lawyers to make sure that lobbyists work with people like the current administration to keep these men in power. And he's willing to take money from the government. I think he took like $600 million from the CIA. Stuff like that is what puts him so far above everybody else. He sees himself into a different category, which gives him time to do things like, hmm, I can go into space. There's a big vacuum there. The truth of the matter is he should be spending that money in taxes. And yeah, the system should change. But as long as we have the right wing, this new aristocracy, guys like Bezos are going to be able to build dick ships and go into space. So you don't think the right cares? You don't think they're laughing along with the dick jokes? I think they're like, oh, he showed a dick and that's it. I don't think that they get the nuance of what Jon Stewart is trying to say. Okay. I think that they find it funny and they share it because it's poking fun at somebody else. But I don't think they really get the real means. I get what Jon Stewart's saying. He should put them on the radar. And we should start looking at this. When they have three phalluses up in space shooting out lasers at each other, it's funny. But you know what? There's certain truth to it that no one's even paying attention to. What's that truth? Arming space. That's what all this is heading to. Who's going to get the government grants and the government funding to arm space? Which one of them is going to be allowed to arm space first? I already know the answer. Musk. Muscles when working on arming space already. And once you arm space, we're all screwed. Because if there happens to be life out there and, and it comes here and it sees that Earth has weapons of destruction, they're going to look at us on a whole different level. These aren't just some benevolent little beings. These are dangerous creatures which might need to be extinct. That's my biggest concern. We used to have a lot of funding for NASA, but a lot of that money went to the different branches who were each working on different space programs. And now, of course, there's a United Space Program called Space Force, which is the congressional military industrial complex's wet dream. Because it's everything that they had always been asking for that no one would give them that Clown 45 gave them willingly. Once you let that genie out of the bottle, you're not getting it back. It's cute, it's funny, but the laser portion should be taken very seriously because we're a whole different species when we have weapons in space. Now, the question that I have is, who's going to make it to the first colonial station on the moon? This is the funding they're actually working for. Bezos is trying to get money from the government to build a moon station. No, he's mad that he didn't get the funding because that went to SpaceX. Bezos sued because he was like, well, you should have given it to me. <laughs> I'm fascinated. You think that it might only be one of those companies because you're not paying attention or maybe you are and just not thinking about it. But China's activities in space are astounding and they actually have the capacity to best anything coming out of the United States right now. So don't forget China. China. Sorry, I'm never going to be able to say China properly again. <laughs> and speaking of the greatest troll on the earth, 
anyone who can make you say a word that you have said your entire life one way and can then culturally appropriate that word and turn it into a different word and make other people say it differently, that is a fantastic troll. We could talk about that next, but I just wanted to wrap up a little bit. I was only mentioning those three for a reason because I was talking about the video that John Stewart had put out. I'm sure this is just the beginning. He's going to go more into detail about this. But there's two types of explorers. There are those private explorers who have so much money to burn, they can go out and explore, and then they get the government to sign on to it to give them more money. And then there is the military and the state explorers. Which is going to be more dangerous for the human race? Which is going to be more dangerous for wherever we're exploring? That's a good question. Is Musk, Bezos, and Bronson more dangerous than China, the UAE, Japan? Uh, I think India might be heading to space soon. India's already in space. They've got a orbiter around Mars. They weren't in the parody. John Stewart made an error then. He should have included everybody in the dick parody, which I still think is foolish and a waste of time. And let us move on. Because if you don't understand how a space capsule is constructed or why it might be in a particular shape, then you ought to go back, shut up, and at least come forward with some information as to why sometimes the mushroom capsule is the best option. You think that Trump is a good troll, but you think that John Stewart is a bad troll? John Stewart is not a troll at all. John Stewart is trolling the crap out of people. You're broadening the word troll to a whole different level. I'm going to stick with the Michael Malice sort of definition of a troll. Okay. Malice is a common political troll where John Stewart is a brilliant comedian of the highest order because that's funny. It's very funny. A. B. It's bringing light to a subject that people still aren't even paying attention to. I asked somebody the other day, did you see the rocket launch? What rocket launch? I think once the humor stops, once the laughing stops, they're going to take a look at what they're looking at. And they're going to be like, what the heck? Number one. The second thing I want to mention is from the beginning, I was like, is that a dick? When you make your rocket into a phallus, look at every other NASA rocket. They all came to a little pointy tip. This is not normal. And this is the only one that's like that. And this isn't the first time I pointed out. I pointed out a long time ago. I'm just glad that someone else brought it to light. Nice job, John Stewart. I enjoyed your comedy. Ciao. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom. Perfect. 
Purple Noodle Marketing is a creative strategy and design agency that specializes in cannabis SEO and marijuana marketing. We help businesses launch cannabis products, build brand foundations, and sustain organic cannabis growth. With over 30 years of experience, you can trust that we know exactly what SEO strategies to use. So whether you're a CBD or hemp dispensary, medical cannabis dispensary, or a dealer in recreational marijuana, we'll provide you with the best digital strategy to help you rank higher on Google. Clients who've worked with us in the past can attest to this. They've not only increased traffic, but have seen growth of millions of dollars in their online businesses. Our agency is completely versed in cannabis products, business models, state regulations, and organic SEO. We also believe in decriminalization before legalization and work within communities to help promote fair business practices for cannabis business owners and connoisseurs. Limited marketing leads to limited results, so don't be limited. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. We understand that every cannabis business is unique, and we have three tiered marketing plans that we can customize for your particular marketing needs. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist.